Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me, Joel, playwright performer! And it's me, Kishan, a science educator! Do T for two! It is our best friend podcast <laughs> where we talk about whatever the fuck, fuck we want! It's a return to form, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck! It's no more censorship, we're yeah. sick of it! Correct. Oh my god. Welcome everybody to um, this new episode of T42. It's not just Mm-mm-mm. any ordinary episode, is no. it, Kishin? It's a very special episode. It's a very special episode. It is, in fact, our first year anniversary episode. Yes! It's our first year anniversary. Can you imagine one year ago, today-ish, we made our very first episode. And yeah. we put it on, it wasn't Spotify back then, we put it on SoundCloud? Yeah, we put it up on SoundCloud oh because we didn't have any ambition. <laughs> In fact, like, if we go back and listen to the first episode, it's a bit cringe, Oh, right? it's very cringe. Yeah. I, can't, I can't It's like, who it. are these two people who have no idea what they're doing, yeah. but have all the confidence in the world to just put their stupid thoughts out into the universe? I think that's what it is, la. confidence. Yeah. I don't know, like, has anything changed one year later? No. no, no. Maybe maybe the sound improved a little bit only. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Kishet. Happy birthday, Joel. Oh, dear listeners. Thank you so much, um, those of you who've been with us from the beginning, even those of you who've just joined us for the ride. Yeah. Yeah, it's a horrible time. Singapore is retreating back into phase two. Yeah. Heightened alert. No choice. No la. choice. La. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you still got us. Correct. And yeah. we, we're still here to celebrate this day with you. Correct. In fact, we want to, we do want to mark our first birthday in a pretty special way. We're Most gonna, definitely. Yeah. So, like, we have prepared a cake. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh. there is a cake. Oh, there it look is. At Very it. nice. That it's so cake. pretty. Yeah, I ordered from Grab One. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's a durian cake. Oh, yeah. yeah That's what the smell mm. is in the room. Oh, I thought it was something else, Joe. I thought something died in this room. Oh, but no, it's no, okay. No. The, don't, my room is not that smelly. <laughs> Okay, so dear listeners, you join us in cutting in this cake cutting ceremony. Okay, yes, just imagine there's a very big cake. Mm. Mm, there's some candles. Literally, yep. there's only one candle. Yeah, one candle. Yeah, like, okay. one candle. And then, uh, please welcome the T for Two Men's Chorus. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? They're gonna sing, can sing along. Can yeah, sing you can along. Sing with along to you. Ready? Okay, on the count of three. Yeah. Mm. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh my Happy God. Happy birthday. Uh, eh, paise, I don't need Oh, I feel so special. You, I feel touched. Eh, very touched. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks. Mm. That just makes me, you know, it's like always damn awkward to be the person people are celebrating. Oh, it yeah. Means that when they sing the birthday song, what do you do with your hands? Do you clap? And then, I like, actually do, sing along, you, sing you know? Along, then, do, then you just to get over the awkwardness of yes, it, right? correct. And then when they reach the two, and then you just sing me, yeah, right? Yeah, very exactly. loudly. Yeah. And I also don't know why whenever people sing the birthday song, they suddenly slow down as if time stops just to put you in this state of yeah. embarrassment for the longest possible correct. period. And also, it's very unpleasant to listen to because everybody's singing in a different key. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Nobody enjoys but it. But you know what? The, the men's chorus did a great mm. job. Yeah, thank you, thanks, people, guys. Thanks, chorus. guys. Yeah, bye. Okay, we just cut the cake. Ready? <laughs> Ready. Mm. Mm. Wow. One, two, three. Mm. Wow, so wow, moist. So moist. Okay. <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> All right. Um, to commence with the, the festivities. festivities. <laughs>
Our first year anniversary festivities. Mm. Um, you are going to do a question and answer segment, aren't we, Kishan? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So those of you who follow us on Instagram, and we keep urging you to follow us on Instagram because that's where you get the bonus content. Yeah, right? all yeah. our shenanigans. And the, you know, and the engagement, outreach, all this. That's uh, where you get to know us. That's where you get to know us, you know. Correct. Uh, so on our Instagram, a few days ago, we were like, hey, we're turning one this weekend. That's right. So we're going to take some questions from you, our dear listeners, mm. because, you know, frankly, we've just run out of things to talk about. <laughs> That's really right? it. We run out of things to talk about, Yeah, right? we were so tired to plan our own birthday. We it were was, like, ah, yeah. It's been a very tiring, tiring time. Uh. Just ask yeah. people to do it for Correct. us. Actually, la. birthday, our own self plan very sien, Yeah, right? very sien. It's like, why do people plan their own birthday, Correct. right? So we pulled ideas, mm, we're like, can right. you all help us, please? Yeah, actually, yeah. and then, you know, we were very afraid in the first couple of hours, right, that no one was going to send in any questions. Literally, after we posted the Instagram post, like, no one, everybody liked, like, about yeah. 100 people like, so liked the like post. Yeah, we got, we didn't get any questions there. No, Nobody is like it's like y'all you want us to make a fool ourselves, but nobody wants to be a part of it. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just terrible. Correct. It's a yeah. very one way relationship. Yeah, right? Excuse me. Okay. You know what? No, the thing that irritates me the most <laughs> is that we say, hey, if you want to be on the show, right, send a voice note to our email and then we can like Nobody re- did. Nobody did. Why ah? Uh? Yeah. Why ah? Uh? Or scared. Huh? Scared is it? Scared <laughs> what? Scared what? <laughs> we the two of us like scream at you yeah. every week. Every week we scream into the void. For free, mind you. <laughs> into the void. And the least you could do is send it a voice memo. Okay, so okay, okay, but okay, okay, we're not scolding people. We're not scolding people. This is a festivities. People did come through. Yeah, yeah we did get quite a number yeah, of questions. Yeah, we got quite a number of questions. Very, and yeah. that's what we're going to do. We're going to answer these questions now. Okay. So I'm so excited. Are you excited? I am. I am. Okay. Some of these questions let are me get, Let me get my bell. Can. Right. What's the first question? First question. If Shing Xiong sponsored <laughs> one item for life, what item will you choose? Okay, first, can we pause here to talk about the Sheng Xiong sponsorship? I think this is the <laughs> elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? I don't know. It's been quite a while since we've been petitioning Sheng Xiong for sponsorship. Yeah. Mostly in jest, right? And I'm sure they've seen, like, they, they are aware of our existence by this I'm point. I'm not sure if they really you know? are. I really, I really don't know whether they, they know we exist or not. Come on. Why would they? I don't know. It's just like two idiots constantly getting their followers to tag them on social media. Yeah, and people have been quite diligent yeah. about it. But I, I really don't know if they, 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 they really listen to us. Okay. But. I guess like, we should clarify why do we want to get sponsorship on Sheng Xiong? Okay, this came up because we thought, like, like we were we were having a fun idea with oh if we're gonna get sponsorship who would it be right then we realized that I uh, cannot be NTC two atas right we go to a little bit more like home ground right. kind of thing so right. we said Sheng Xiong yeah correct because yeah we are like podcasters from the neighborhood right exactly we are not that. cold storage bitches no we're not cold storage we're quality. not even NTUC bitches no it's no. like. Sheng Xiong yeah. Hence Sheng Xiong Although as it turns out some um, A listener to our podcast Dio Chen Recently sent me um, <laughs> This very damning article About Sheng Xiong What happened? You know now that we're Heading back into Phase 2 Heightened <laughs> alert <laughs> Phase 2 heightened alert <laughs> Yeah. The 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 toilet paper hoarders and the grocery. Oh yeah, they're all yeah, back. They're all back. They're all back, right? And mm. then apparently, because of this, Sheng Xiong's like stock price on the market has gone up by eleven percent. Wow. So it's like they are definitely profiting from this, like. Um, no la, but they also give their workers don't know how many months bonus. Yeah, it's so true. It's not safe. Actually, that they of all the of, ah, this is why I'm impressed by Sheng Xiong, right? Of all the supermarkets in Singapore, right? They have like the best. Like ostensibly the best labor practices. Correct lah. Mm. So they actually like like some sort of welfare capitalism going on, yeah. right? And they actually give back. Yeah, one, yeah. Right? But then from a consumer point of view, they also got very good vegetables. Oh, is it? Yeah. You keep saying mm. this. It's you know? really they got very good veg. <laughs> very good veg. Okay, okay. Mm. To go back to the question, which is if Sheng Xiong could sponsor us one item for life, what would it be? So what okay. would it be for you? So for me, right, a very practical one. Mm. So I had two answers in my head almost immediately. The first one was uh, Kelby potato chips <laughs> because a girl just needs a potato chips. What so is so great about Kelby potato chips? I feel like you talk about this on an. No, 
it's a weekly basis. Nice. No, it's, it's too spicy. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very nice. The hot and spicy one is very delicious. Mm. So that's the first one. And the second one, which seems like the total opposite to Kelby potato chips, is pipakao. Because I need pipakao constantly no, yeah, because yeah, of yeah. what I do, right? Yeah, teach. Yeah, it's like, an occupational it's hazard. It's an occupational hazard. So actually, I right, actually drink it. Right? So M-O-E, it's good. right? Mm. If you're listening and we know you are. Yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are like lurking in all episodes waiting for Kishan to trip up so that yeah. you can like get him to travel like right? some fat like that background uh, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should have some kind of like tie up with Pipakao it would be it's a mutually it's like a mutually beneficial situation can I say that during uh. teachers day I give my teachers small contents of Pipakao as no, the teachers okay. day gift it's such a cool gift right? I'm sorry I'm very proud of myself yeah. <laughs> so on that note I think the thing I would want to get <laughs> what is Zambak <laughs> what? what is that Zambak do you don't know what zambak is? No. Zambak, the green paste that comes in a circular tin that is like slightly mentholated and you use it when you, last time when you're young and then you fall and you got odd hair, like bruises, then you apply zambak paste onto it. To oh like my kind of God. Take the- I know what this is. Yes. I did. Okay. I just okay. didn't know it was called zambak. Yeah. Okay. Dear listeners, if you know what zambak is, please like tell us about it. Why? But you like, got a lot of odd hair? Ah? No. I feel like <laughs> zambak is such an underrated product. Mm. Yeah, I just feel like justice for Zambak. <laughs> I just want to raise like awareness about Zambak. Well and done. I would be very happy to get like Zambak sponsorship because you can use it to like put under your nose and you got block you know when you got like block nose. Mm. Uh, you can apply your alt hair, you can apply your mosquito bite. Why not tiger balm? We don't talk about tiger balm on this podcast. <laughs> Mm, okay, dear Sheng Xiao, if you're listening, that is, uh, yeah, that's our wish list. That's uh, our, wish our wish list. It's our birthday. Please make it come true. Please, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. Yes. Mm. What's each of your favorite moments from any of the podcast episodes? Mm. Wow. I don't have a specific happy moment or a, a like moment that I like very much from each episode, but I like the fact that. We never know what we want to talk about until the day itself. And correct. then we always come here going, huh, not talk about what, not talk about what. Correct, correct. And then we always have shits and giggles correct. planning the episode and then it always turns out to be some sort of hilarious shit. That's always my favourite part of this whole process. Correct. So is the, the planning. So a lot of people <laughs> like say, wow, what do you all do to come up with this content? Literally nothing. 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 We just come to, they, we, 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 we come to the episode like maybe an hour before, we just sit down drinking coffee or wine and we just stare at each other over my table and go, do they talk about what? <laughs> Literally that. That's, that's, that's our process. We are so mediocre. But, but it is so entertaining the shit that we come up with mm. and, it, and the, the process, the process itself. That's, so that's my favourite part. But that's not answering thing. the question. You don't have a favorite moment from the show at all? Not really. really? There are many moments that I like, but right. but mine is I like the, the process. Like. Mine is the one where we finally recorded in the same room for the first time. So Aww. just to like uh, go down memory lane, right? Memory, memory lane. Like mm. we started this podcast a year ago when we were still in like the phase phase one of the circuit breaker. So we yeah. weren't allowed to leave our homes except for essential. The full blown circuit breaker, lah. Kishan and I hadn't seen each other except um for a few illicit supermarket rendezvous. Yeah, where we where we saw each other. Yeah, at we pretend, like, yeah. Eh? Hey Kishan, is that you? Yeah. It's like, oh, how fancy seeing you here. We had nothing to do with this at all. <laughs> uh, so we were recording via like, what do we do? We, we used to call each other on WhatsApp. That's yes, right. Yes, oh my God. We WhatsApp video called each other and recorded ourselves on separate devices. Yeah, and, and then I would mix the two recordings yeah, together to make it sound like- audio files. Yeah, to make it sound like we were in the same room. It was terribly difficult. And I know. It was terribly awful. And then actually, right, the minute we were in the same room together, everything clicked into place. Yeah. Because suddenly it was just like, oh, <laughs> this is what it should be hey, like. You're my best friend, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. No, but really, really, that, that uh, coming together was quite a turn. It was really, really nice. Yeah, and I feel it's been downhill since then. <laughs> mm. 
Okay. I have no other favorite ep- uh, moment from the podcast. Yeah, but that's not really a favorite moment in an episode, right? Oh, oh, really? That was the I remember, episode. I think uh, all the guests we've had on, I've been very happy to have. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah I love it's having been a really guest quite on. Fun to have them on. Mm, yeah. Correct. Hello, hello. Let's say, uh, actually, mm. I don't really enjoy our show that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you are listening. Yeah, it always amazes me that people listen that's to right. us. <laughs> anyway, question number three. Okay. Favorite sound effect from the podcast? Do you oh, have one? Uh, a fun fact about the sound effects, right? We actually make new ones for every single episode. Okay? Yeah, hello, yeah. this effort, huh? Find on the inst- uh, we uh, find on the internet, stitch together, or we record mm. with our voices, lah. Mm, correct. Mm. And this one, uh, actually, this is my favorite uh, sound effect from the whole show. She's not a Christian. It is. Um, <laughs> those of you, some people have asked, like, where is it from? I'll play it again. She's not a Christian. It's from a reality TV show. I think it's called Spouse Swap or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. And yeah. the woman screaming is um, on the internet. She's a bit of a meme and she's known as God Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I didn't this, know that. Yeah, she's oh. this very intensely fundamentalist Christian woman who gets like sw- um, swapped into another household on the show, right? And then she's just freaking out the whole time about how they are like heathens, mm. even though they're just like the most ordinary, <laughs> bougie, middle class <laughs> white family. And then she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she freaks out But she's had a very interesting Redemption arc So something happened I think very sadly She lost her daughter Oh After the show And then she's since become A huge ally To the LGBTQ comu- community oh, In the USA yeah. I wonder if it's something To do with the daughter I don't know But like Oh that's I really mean, sad Actually no To me that is just like Full Full Christian redemption arc. So I yeah think la. she's finally found her her, her Christian truth. Good lah. Mm, correct, Good correct. La, but yeah, so, but we so said that this is what sh- this is this is basically the memory she's mm, leaving. Behind. <laughs> she's not a Christian. Yeah, but uh, for today's yeah, episode, we made a special new sound effect. Uh, this is the T for two anniversary sound effect. <laughs> Well, uh, so it's like it's Pokemon li- explode yeah, into manga. It's a, it's a limited edition special sound effect <laughs> featuring um, classic sounds from the T42 podcast. It's ridiculous. Mm, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number four. Mm. Who do you hope is a secret listener of the podcast? MOE. But <laughs> not literally that any for me. Yeah, really? For me, it's any politician that secretly likes our show. Like, oh, actually, likes that. Yeah, they, they listen to it because like maybe got alerted to it or whatever for whatever reason. Tuchian. Maybe. <laughs> and, yeah, Tuchian for you. And me, my any education minister, like got alerted to it. But then actually listen to it go like, oh, actually quite sharp, huh? And then they like it. Wow, I, you are you are, you flatter you flatter this podcast. <laughs> I don't, don't think anybody <laughs> listens to this podcast and goes, wow, quite sharp, ma. <laughs> it's like sharp for other reasons like yeah, shrill yeah, shrill shrill la, correct <laughs> <laughs> exactly mm. I don't know like, but who would it be for you same actually people in power huh? who, or people who can't publicly be seen to have a sense of humour right who I'm hoping listen to our podcast and go wow I wish I could be like that <laughs> Correct, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. so mm. exciting. Correct. But oh, no, no. Actually, the number one people that I hope are listening to this podcast, uh, this is probably not even that secret. It's like boys who want to have sex with me. Wow. Yeah, sister. I'm so sorry. I just like, I am low key using this podcast as like a thirst trap. Really? Even though you can't see me, you just got to go by the sound of my voice. This is what uh, it would be like to have sex with me. I <laughs> think people. I don't know if that's helping your case. Oh, no, this, this is a, a cry for help. <laughs> It really yeah, please is, slide, right? slide into our DMs if you would like to arrange <laughs> arrange a private session. Yeah. <laughs> T42 in your home. 
Ah, uh, that's a very good question. This next one. Um, yeah. how many foreign listeners do you actually have? So, like, we quote five. Just yeah, we for always simplicity, say five, right? because it's very likely something <laughs> like five. No, it's a very small number, right? So, well, Kishin has pulled out the statistics. So, how many foreign listeners actually do we have? And by foreign, we mean like tuning in from other countries, right? Yeah. So, yeah, okay. uh, so I don't actually know the exact number of foreign listeners that we have, but I have uh the places where people listen us from. Listen from like, so I have like from the US. People listeners from the US. Wow, how many? Uh, oh, we don't know the exact number. I don't know the exact number. Okay. But but uh, after Singapore, uh, UK is the next highest, and wow. then US. Uh, UK no surprise lah, because you have friends there, yeah, so yeah. you know. And then I have um, like five friends there. Yeah, correct. <laughs> all five, right? <laughs> all five. And then Malaysia, where we actually charted on their podcast. Yeah, charts we charted mm. on Malaysian podcast charts. I don't know. Don't ah, know why lah. Terima kasih Malaysia. <laughs> Selamat raya. Selamat raya. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Australia, Canada, Japan, Philippines, Vietnam, Hong Kong, Denmark, New Zealand, Indonesia, Taiwan, Poland, uh, Germany, Argentina, Norway, Slovakia. Excuse me, <laughs> what? That is a crazy. Wait, this is the first time I'm hearing that. Li- what? Why are people tuning into us from Slovakia? No, I think people like Slovakia. There's one stream, so maybe like he, she, accident- he or she or they uh, accidentally, accidentally hit and go and like, yeah, no, no, I don't know. It's a Slavic. Do they speak Russian? It's a Slavic language. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I. I yeah. So my, I think my ex is half. My ex is half Slovak, actually. Oh. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe not. Like, like, oh, maybe it's my ex. Yeah. Maybe your ex. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been, it's quite a while, right? Like ah, people from all over. Yeah, we actually we do get a lot of nice like comments from people who, uh, especially overseas Singaporeans. Exactly. Who, like say they love hearing the Singapore accent. Yeah, I think ah, it reminds so them of home. We, yeah, I think we give to you for free. Correct. It's correct. like this is why you should stay overseas. <laughs> you come back, all you have is this. Stay away. Worse than COVID. In Singapore only no. In Singapore only got COVID and and dictatorship. <laughs> Oh yeah, what do you want? Okay, next question. <laughs> Ooh, next question is getting a bit personal. Oh, is it, is it, is it, is it. Mm. Advice for... What's, what advice do you have for having a lifelong bestie? Oh. And I guess we could take the next why, question why together I, as well. Yeah, right, which is... Um, how did you become best friends? Okay. Yeah. First of all, don't say lifelong. Uh. Huh? Don't I, say I, lifelong. Scarlene, like, in a year's time, huh, the two of us won't be friends anymore. Exactly. No? So, yeah. yeah, very scary. Maybe we will like break up because of creative differences. Yeah, maybe lah. La, and maybe then we la. each go and form our own rival podcast. T for one, T for one. Where we can imagine like those like restaurants, family business, right? Then they split they into split, two. Right, then they will say, oh, actually, this one is last time the son. Ah. Yeah, now yeah, yeah, now yeah, yeah. he made the prom me better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, 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 I felt a little bit like with the word lifelong so because it made you me a never bit, know right it just reminded me of mortality a bit I got, oh, no, no, I got, no, no, I got no. a bit yeah, freaked I, out I really, I really can't go there today yeah, yeah but let's just like paraphrase the question so it's not lifelong but how like what is the secret to maintaining a, a strong friendship distance <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I truly believe it like for me is yeah. for me with you is this actually Kishan and I only pretend to be friends for this <laughs> podcast. Actually, we lead very separate lives. Yeah, we hate, uh, each, yeah, other. We hate, we hate each other. Only no, la, only. no, but like I, a good example for this, like when we were in London together, right? I mean, if if you realize, we would see each other for very uh, like extreme periods, like maybe like three four days, we would see each other all the time, and then after that, for two days, we just would not see each other. Right, and because. I, I, I think that that was important like we just needed distance lah tell you what you think right us coming together to make a podcast every week is like actually bad for our friendship no, because we see each other week, so ma, often now every week only what once a week only what like literally if we only meet each other for the podcast we literally see each other right. once a week right. and I think that's okay right. like I cannot see anybody constantly every day like I, I think I would freak out 
Right. That, so for me, maintaining healthy relationships with you, with anyone, uh, is distance. Ah, just put some things in perspective. Because like, when I first asked you like, hey Kishin, would you want to kind of live with me like as a flatmate? No. You like flat out just said no. And no. I was so offended. No, you don't need I was to so be, but it's important. But it's actually very different because like, I am of a very different ilk where I feel like I like proximity and closeness right. in a slightly kind of parasitic way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I took offense to you saying that you need distance. No, no, me, but you, you know? understand now, right? Like a little bit better. Why? No, dear listeners, this is how it happens. <laughs> this is how it happens. This is how this, this is how the, the promise yeah, shop split is, the two. This is the end of T for two. <laughs> Excuse me. No, ma- no, no, I agree. It's like uh, no, actually what I think it is, it's like with any relationship, it's respect mm. and communication. Yep. And like um just like appreciating the the full personhood of the other person. Agree. Right. I mean, we've had differences. So we just talk it out, lah. Yeah, but also you know what makes a really good friendship is like a fucking cataclysmic <laughs> conflict, right? That we can keep revisiting day <laughs> after day after. Like I won't go into details, right? But something very catas- very cataclysmic happened between Kishan and I when yeah. we were in like university, in yeah, our early twenties, right. right? That I actually, if you if you know us in in person, you know exactly what we're talking about. But it that's was right. so fucking cataclysmic. It right? was, it was like like there was a whole year that we didn't speak to each other because yep. of what happened. It was, it was right? because of that. Yeah. yeah, and then like if you can survive that, can survive anything, you can survive like, anything. Yeah, and now I just feel like it suits my very petty personality because <laughs> to I, keep yeah, bringing it I just up. keep bringing it up. Like every opportunity, I brought it up at like uh, I've written plays about it. <laughs> I read the essays and read it out to public. And Kishin has been in the audience yeah. in that play. And At some point, I feel like one day I'm just going to stand up and go, like, It's me. <laughs> and then I'll just he is sit. referring to yeah. me. Yeah, I'll just sit back down. <laughs> Steal yeah. all the attention. So that is the secret, dear listeners. Um, <laughs> conflict and pettiness. <laughs> mm. Next question, please. Well done. Oh, wait. Mm. The question, we actually didn't answer part. But, but like the how did this is like uh, O how levels, you never answer part B. Correct, yeah. right, I feel. How do we become best friends? I actually have no, no, I have no un- idea. I have no it's answer lost to, to this. the lost the fog of time. Yeah. 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 I can't even remember the first time I had a proper conversation with you. No, I do. We were taking the train back because we were both going to the east. What? Yes, we were taking an MR. The first time we properly were alone together and forced to make conversation because we usually only hung out with other people was on a train back. To the east I have no recollection Yeah and this brings us Back to the episode Where we say What happens when you're Stuck with someone That you don't want To talk to (laughs) Oh my god Was I that person No I don't know Like I was (laughs) I had like I I found it very awkward Because I generally Find it hard making friends And I'm socially anxious All the time But that was the first time We probably had like God I have no recollection Of this You know you told me What That you like trains Oh I do love trains Uh, Oh so it's true It's it's true I love trains And I remember thinking At the time What a fucking nerd (laughs) What a Fucking nerd And now Look at us We're making a fucking podcast It's the nerdiest Nerd shit Nerd fuck Nerd nerd shittiest Nerdiest thing We could be doing As friends Yeah Let it alone I do remember The first time When you said That I was your best friend I immediately um, It was at some Theatre event And then I freaked out at the entire Idea of what Best friend Did you really I freaked out So I I freaked out Internally (gasps) Yeah I freaked out Internally It uh, It was In your play I can't remember which play, but it was with Wild Rice. Oh, family outing. Yeah, I, I, I must be lah. And then, then you said, oh, this is my best friend Kishan. And I freaked out because the responsibility of what that meant just totally just like Actually, yeah, should we just like break down this idea of a best friend a little bit? Yeah. Like some people really reject the term, right? Sure. And I understand why. Because it's I, like I you have, it. I actually have like a range of... 
I have a small group of friends whom I would consider my best friends. Agreed. Yeah. Right. But then with you is different. Yeah. Yeah. With you is very different. Yeah. With yeah. you is also same for me. With yeah. you it's very different. Like mm. if let's say that something happened, something happened in my life that. Like you are maybe like the second person I would want to tell. Ah, correct. Yeah, correct. like sometimes first, sometimes second. Ah. the person that I want to tell. Correct, correct. Yeah, and it's very, very different. There's certain things that I can do with you and be with you that I cannot be with other people. Side even. note, uh, to the horny listeners, it is not sex. <laughs> it's not, it's sex. not sex. <laughs> Assuredly not it's sex. Not. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think our what? friendship, right, is an affliction. <laughs> We've afflicted each other with our friendship. It's not even best friendship. Oh, no. It's just pure catastrophe. It's ailment. It's ailment. It's This one better don't have, uh, listeners. Yeah, yeah, I think don't don't have a best friend. Like. Actually, the last stay thing you should away, yeah, uh. stay far away from your best friends. And the last <laughs> thing you should do is start a podcast with them. <laughs> okay. Next All question. Right, next. All right, it's moving on to more personal things, I guess. Uh, what is your favourite poem or book? Oh, that's a very nice question. Uh, mm. What is your favourite poem, poem, poem or book? Mm. What's your favourite poem or book? Uh, so this one, um, I got answered to because like, I, I, I got very interested in literature only after, after, like when I went into secondary school, I got very interested in literature. And no, I, actually, I vaguely remember you doing your O-level literature as a private candidate yeah. when you were in university, I, right? Uh, when oh. I was working already. Yeah, you because graduated. I so interested. Yeah, I was like, oh, I should study it. I, I remember thinking at the time, what a strange thing to do, right? <laughs> also, like, actually, you, what you were trying to do at the time was just like... R- Go through something rigorous That will make you yeah. interact So with I, I need that, that right. level like, I need the rigour So uh. I decided to just sit for an exam So mm. the O-levels Just seem to be the most Natural thing to sit uh, for MOE if you're listening uh. Not bad uh, huh? This teacher very good uh, This teacher got drive Own uh. self yeah. go private candidate uh, like. Please uh, pay raise, uh, pay raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as I was Starting to learn poetry uh, Kit who's been on this podcast yeah. She started to teach me A little bit about poetry Because she, she used to be A, a, a literature teacher, teacher yeah. right? So I, I got introduced To this poem called um, The Planners By Bui Kim Cheng Singapore poet Bui yeah. Kim Cheng Yeah and mm. I really Really liked it Because it was very dark mm. Yeah. So Are you going to read it for us? I will I Oh will. poetry hour eh. This yeah. episode is just Going places <laughs> huh? okay, Let me just like Ring the bell mm, can. The Planners By Bui Kim Cheng They plan they build. All spaces are gridded, filled with permutations of possibilities. The buildings are in alignment with the roads, which meet at desired points, linked by bridges, all hang in the grace of mathematics. They build and will not stop. Even the sea draws back and the skies surrender. They erase the flaws, the blemishes of the past, Knock off useless blocks with dental dexterity. All gaps are plugged with gleaming gold. The country wears perfect rows of shining teeth. Anesthesia, amnesia, hypnosis. They have the means. They have it all so it will not hurt. So history is new again. The piling will not stop. The drilling goes right through the fossils of last century. But my heart would not bleed poetry. Not a single drop to stain the blueprint of our pasts tomorrow. <sighs> it's very heavy for very me. Very beautiful poem. Yeah, so very not beautiful actually, very ugly poem. Yeah, yeah, you mm. know what I mean, right? It's just this darkness of urbanization that Singapore seems to... <laughs> it's Excel very, at, right? Yeah, it's very specific to Singapore. Like, yeah. we just... Tidy everything up and but bury everything at the same time. Ah, oh, it's just very yeah, very yeah, creepy. Yeah. It's 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 and it's all of that. 
like hard sharp language like points and elbows and dentistry yeah. and like piling and maybe that's teeth. why I also had, had an affinity for this because it was very um physiological mm. yeah so very sciencey also so I don't know it reminds me a bit of like that Li Tzu Peng poem about the Singapore River right and they're talking about the cleaning up of the Singapore ah, River yes, I know and this one. she uses the metaphor of like a, a patient um an old woman like kind of like under general anesthesia being slowly mm. like operated on mm. to describe the Singapore River so that that image is very rash yeah, mm. what is yours Joe what is your favourite poem or book Nigella Lawson's oh, yeah. How to Eat which I think is such an audacious title for a cookbook not how to cook but how to eat which actually is more that cent- is a lovely yeah, type, it's yeah. more central isn't it to the love for food mm-hmm. than learning how to cook it's about mm-hmm. learning how and how to eat what you like to eat and how to therefore cook yeah, um, what I, you like to I know eat. what you mean yeah. yeah which has become so like a lot of people ask me because you know I'm a pretty good cook right a lot of people mm. ask me how Joe where you learn to cook I said you, know, you learn to cook by learning how to eat and you know that sounds so fucking pretentious right but it's like if you don't know what you like to eat you're never going to be able to like produce it you know no I mean? yeah yeah but I think that also speaks to having an open mind a little ah, bit correct, right correct. like I know that's very and, nice but, but also like Nigella Lawson right and I think she, her, her reputation's kind of gotten a bit spotty over the years but she's like actually a treasure yeah like, I think like the joke about her is that she's like just so fucking bougie right yeah she's very bougie like what's that recent meme of her microwave <laughs> She was being she, she was being ironic about that, yeah, but, but it's, it's become very a bit funny. Of a meme. Yeah, but like actually, the woman has always been like you know she's always celebrated greed and pleasure at mm. the table and like very hedonistic. And like. how to eat actually it works very well as a series of really lovely essays about eating and cooking, which I think is just like um, quite wonderful. And there's no pictures in it. What? Yeah, and it's such oh, a good read, nonetheless. That's fascinating. Mm, Nigella Lawson's How to Eat. Well done. Mm, thanks, 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 Nigella. <laughs> thanks, sis. Okay. All right, next, next question. question. Mm. Mm. What would be an alternate career for you? <gasps> That's the difficult one, leh. I get asked this many, many times. Yeah, actually. what would your alternate career? I be? have nothing. Really, I, man. I wanted to be a teacher since I was ten years old. <laughs> since you were ten years old, since you're really one 10. of those people who like said when you were a kid, you're gonna be a teacher. And you became a teacher. Before that, it was MRT driver. Ah, See, so, I really like trains. So is that your alternate career? No, no uh, very yeah. boring. I don't want. I don't want to be an MRT not driver. Anymore, right? I, not anymore. Like I don't find passion. Kishan, are you a train spotter? No, I'm not a train spotter. But right. I really liked looking at tracks and trains when I was younger, la, So it's yeah, fun. That, that is the definition of uh, no. Like, train spotters like wake up in the morning, go sit for a certain train sort of thing. That right? is like one end of the train spotter <laughs> spectrum, la. That I one just, is like boss level train spotter. I just enjoy trains. Let's just put it that way. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but I, I, I can't imagine doing anything else other than being in education. How nice. MOE! <laughs> MOE, you listening or not? MOE! <laughs> what about you, Joel? If you want a writer... You see, I've actually been giving this a bit of thought lately because I'm just yeah. like, I'm actually kind of sick and tired of the hustle. And oh, yeah. yeah, actually actually now during the pandemic, it's really made me think a lot about like why why are we doing this thing called working yeah, the arts anymore? It, Especially um, when you work in theatre, right? And then so much of it is like having to kind of be a bit forward looking mm. because you write a play and you imagine someone's going to put it on. Right. And then you, as a writer, you're always kind of writing towards something I don't know if that makes sense mm-hmm. but it's just like in this situation right that just seems to never end and yeah. that and actually like globally the situation is getting so fucking bad it makes you wonder why you know why write mm. and I mean but and then the answer obviously is because the situation is so bad and that we we, we always will need writers in some shape or form right so you know even that poem you read just now yeah. like speaks so powerfully 
you know, out of its time, yeah. right? So I guess, yeah. So there's big philosophical questions for like, why write? But at the same time, it's just like, oh, it's such a struggle. No, like, I, I understand. This is, this yeah. is a strange, insurmountable feeling. Correct, uh, correct. Yeah. But I haven't given exact thought to what I would do if I didn't write. I know when I was younger, I wanted to be a musician. Did you really? Yeah, like I wanted very badly to be a classical pianist. Wow. Very, very badly. Um, and then like later, I wanted to be a composer. Wow. Yeah. So musical. Like, just yeah, some, but actually, I think lines. of playwriting as like musical in the same way as musical musical composition. Mm. They're very similar. So I feel mm. I ended up being, oh, no, I'm just like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up becoming the thing I wanted to be. Uh. You are living your dream. Gross. Well one. done. No, thanks. Okay, next question, please. <laughs> next question. This is a very interesting question. Yes. What was your experience of puberty? Oh. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Okay, okay. Actually, I'm very curious. Like, when did puberty hit in for you? And what would you say was the beginning of puberty? Right. And how did you know it had started? And when do you know you were in the thick of it? <laughs> this uh, would have been the physical manifestations of puberty. Right, so that would have been when puberty started for me. Like, and it happened like in late primary school, like primary six or something right. like that. And then the dawning of sexual desire. Yeah, so mm. that, that was a primary feature of puberty, like s- s- understanding sex la, and right. wanting to understand sex. So I get it. I get why teenage boys are always so sexually horned up. Right. But right? isn't it also things like being rebellious and angry all the time and very um, emotional? Oh, that's true. I used yeah. to cry at like a drop of a drop of a hat. Really? I used to cry over anything. Le. Wow. It would just, uh, things would just upset me and I would just cry and I would no understand, no understanding. I remember this one time where I was just listening to a song on like my computer and then I started crying and then my mother walked in and went like, what happened? I looked at her and went, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> this one's not puberty. Uh. This one's drama. Yeah. Attention seeking whore. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't feel angry. I felt um sad and upset a lot. Right. Yeah. I guess that was my emotional manifestation. But sex still prime is the primary I feature. That has something to do with hormones, but I don't know. I'm sure yeah, it does. It probably I'm does. Sure it does. Yeah. My my experience of puberty was like very weird. Like I know okay, so there was a time when I was that age, right, that I hated even hearing the word puberty. Oh why? I hated hearing it. I hated hearing the word teenager. And huh? like anything that kind of like marked the transition, right? For some reason I hated the sound or thought of it. Like I hated the idea that I was going through this like like growing up phase why yeah, I don't know I think I was on some level really afraid of it oh. yeah like I was very afraid of that transition because at the same time I was also aware that I was great I was gay right yeah and then like a, a lot of the literature at the time so like a lot of kids were gay kids would write into like Aunt Aggie on the news the new mm. paper right and then th- she would keep saying like oh don't worry it's just a phase so this was a time where I thought okay it's a phase right and puberty is the time when things get locked into place. So I was actually really terrified that I would go through puberty and emerge gay. gay. Yeah. So like there was oh a lot. God, and, sis. Yeah, and there was a lot of fear also about having to become like uh, like deal with things like desire and stuff like that. Like I was actually thinking about shit like this at that age. And to this day, I think I still regret going through puberty. It's part of me just wishes I had like remained. This remain as a child. Nubile little imp. Like just runs around complex. playing a flute. You know, yeah, I don't want to have any desire. I wish I didn't have any. Yeah. Wow, that's that's really no. But this is this is like uh, homophobia, like totally deep ingrained in you. Not not like ah, correct, yeah, right. Correct, correct, and then yeah. this fear of yeah, it's probably also my Christian gay. upbringing, la. Yeah, yeah. God, God, that's yeah. really quite terrifying. So you had it all of puberty, mostly, yeah. And goodness. then when I finally emerged at the other end, like an adult, I was like, how did that happen? Yeah. Ayoh. That was yesterday. That's very. <laughs> 
Very deep. Very deep. Thanks for this question. I think it was Wei Shu asked it. I think so too. Thanks, thanks, thank you. Next question. Right. Wow. Next question quite deep. Like we're going to a very deep, deep waters. I shall ask it. Yes, please. Believe this is Sean who asked it. I think so. I believe that. You are both not religious. What holds you, centers you, and holds meaning and purpose for you? For me, to answering this question is to think about who I will disappoint if I fuck up. Ah, right. You know, so like, um, and and immediately the people that come to mind are my friends and my family, mm. and also myself. Mm. So, um, the things that hold me and centers me are the people that I'm close with, but also my my own self because right. I hold myself to a very high standard. For certain things that I do lah, and I I don't want to fuck those things up, so I don't want to I don't want fuck those things up for myself and right. for my loved ones. So it's always this inward, um, this this inward crit- crit- critique, right? Like, right. Yeah. So 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 that 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 would be my answer lah. It's just all those people that I hold close to my heart and myself lah. I'm coming out of a phase when like, I was very um. Kind of militantly self-absorbed. Does that make sense? Mm. Like so, for a very long time, I think because I was coming out of a Christian tradition, right? So I grew up where you know religion and community and family and the church and all this kind of stuff was so central to my identity, or at least it was made so central to my identity mm. that when I finally found the strength to leave it, I went in the opposite direction and then became very self-centered, lah. Mm. Because like I hadn't had that. For such a long time, I can right? understand that. So, yeah. like you know, I I wanted to be independent of all of that, and so for a very long time, and this is why I left the country, right? It was really the thing that helped me together. If I'm being very honest, was my pursuit of self actualization. Mm. It was like running away from all of that and trying to figure out who I who mm. I am. Yeah. Um. And in very and actually, this is like the fact that I became a writer and work in the theater is not far away from that, right? There's a lot of like writing that is quite. Self-centered and mm-hmm. egotistical, mm-hmm. not not in a, always in a bad way. It can be quite productive. no, for sure. Yeah. It's like so, in more recent years, I'm orienting my way back towards community a lot mm. more. So it's true, like the things that you say are now holding true for me as well. It's like friends and loved ones, but also like society and yeah, and and world and you know and like globe, you know this global community that we have. These are things that concern me. Yeah. And things that upset me, like you know things that are happening around the world right now, like in Palestine, mm. in in Myanmar, um, in India. These things like you grieve me on a personal level, and like I guess what holds me is anything that will help make things like that better. Yeah. So it means politic, being political, and opposing things like autocracy For sure. and strongmen and um, you know, and violence and stuff mm. like that. So this yeah. is what has There's a lot of similarities mm. there. I think. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Thanks for that question, Sean. Thank you very much. I sometimes wonder, like, when religious people look at non-religious, non-religious people, people, right? right. They, do they have in their minds like, wow? How can they have any sort of resolve? Mm. How can they hold true to something where they don't believe mm. in, in a creator mm. or they don't have a religion? What gives them meaning? Yeah, and what purpose? gives them meaning and purpose? And I find these questions actually very funny. I go like, but it doesn't mean that you need to have a religion to have meaning and purpose yeah, in your yeah, life. Yeah. So but, correct. So yeah. one of those arguments from moral philosophy is actually if you if you need like that kind of authority. To give you meaning in life, right? What does that say about you? Exactly. Right. Right. From so that, that. So that's a kind of common atheistic kind of argument. Right. I mean, like, I think having come from a Christian background, what I can say is that it's um, for Christianity specifically, the thing that enriches your time on earth is a belief in the eternal and everlasting. Right. Right. And the big plan and mm-hmm. and mystery itself, right, is what gives you meaning. Not knowing everything, mm-hmm. um, which kind of like 
sits in opposition to certain kind of scientific paradigms, which yeah. are a lot more about uncovering and knowing, right? Yeah, so more like a belief la. in the unknown and faith, I guess. You know, mm. not knowing and yet persevering is that which gives you a kind of meaning. So I can see, you know, it's different sides of a coin. Sure. Really, but like, I agree with you that I much rather find like meaning in the vast, like um, complexity and messiness of the world we yes, are. That we exactly that, that the the world the material world that we can see and yeah. know rather yeah. than an unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Because like we barely have enough energy to deal with this. Yeah. Now tell me about yeah, it. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Okay, next question. Next question. Ooh, number 12. Mm. Do you guys see yourself living in Singapore for the long term? This is a difficult question. That's a to hard answer. question. Especially hard to answer uh, in the current context. Exactly. So yeah. if you were ask you asked me this question pre-COVID, right? It, it would was be a straight no. It would be a straight no. Right. But now seeing the shit that has fallen us as a planet as a planet right and then how different countries are dealing with it and seeing how we deal with it at home and knowing the security that I have in this country it's very difficult la, mm. to, to, to just say no I don't see my life here in Singapore as a long, for, for long term I, I, there is value in being with being in this country and the security being in this country that I find difficult to get so quickly in another right. place. But also, on the flip side, the excitement of moving to another place and rebuilding that security. I mean, it's not impossible. What mm, can what? Mm. You can rebuild that security because we've gained skills like self-sufficiency, you know, all these, uh, all, all these things. Like, we know how to build mm. ourselves in another country. La. I think that excitement is very alluring. And I, I really want to say, I really want to answer to this question like, no, I want to I wanna move elsewhere. I really want to say that that's my answer. But at this time, so difficult. La. Right. So difficult. Right. Actually, the thing that I find about li- having lived elsewhere is that it's precisely the chaos and the mm-hmm. uncertainty that I found so exciting exciting and invigorating oh, because it really stretched me as a person la, mm. to know, oh, okay, actually I can survive in this very difficult situation or right. I can get through this wild like cultural difference. Right. I, can, I can survive, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that useful? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I will say that now having been back a year, more than a year la, since we started this podcast a year ago and I come back shortly before that, I'm <laughs> like this, 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 the structures in this country and all the values and stuff that mm. I was running away from have begun to take their toll again. Mm. So like there was a time I was like maybe for the first six months to even a year I was like really happy to be back. And many, you know, parts of me are still very happy to be back because I'm around all the people I love mm. and this country is, you know, home and always will be. But like all the things that make me so angry and frustrated about it have now like come. Starting to bleed yeah. back into your psyche. La. Yeah. And like, you know, it's, 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 and you know, I won't, I won't enumerate them because they are, <laughs> numerous but I, and I also don't want to sound like that, <laughs> that irritating Singaporean who just complains about Singapore all the time sure, but this sure. country you know does kind of yeah. hem you in in many ways especially mm. if you are like queer and work in the arts like I do or like I am yeah mm. I can understand mm, which brings us to our very final question oh, we have, oh okay yes in your opinion how likely is it that 377A uh, will be repealed in our lifetime that's a good question because I think like the re- the thing that animates all of the 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 the, the activism around three seven seven A and queer rights in general, the thing that animates it is this belief that it is not long, right? Yeah. We don't know when exactly it is going to be, but it can't be that long because it's like that's abs- the hope. It's la. absurd. Yeah. Right. It's 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 reached a point where it's just so absurd. Something has to come to a head at some point, right? Like, and I think, um, the thing that will eventually come to a head is actually who are the people who are so 
invested in keeping the law on the books, right? Mm. What is that network? What is the reason? What is that network? Who are these people? What power do they have, right? And then once that becomes exposed, right, I think it'll be quite hard. To, I mean, and in many ways, it already has been exposed. Yeah. But the I justification think, of it becomes more and more yeah, difficult. Yeah, but then like, it becomes very difficult to square that against like, you know, the constitution and yeah. against our rights. our rights and values as a society, as a secular society. Mm. So I feel like that's, you know, when that conversation finally becomes very transparent, right. which, you know, in this country is never a given, right? Mm-hmm, I, think, mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, it will finally kick Yeah, you, you can take like 10 steps forward and 20 steps back sometimes. Actually, yeah, actually that's the frightening thing about Singapore, right? Yeah. Is that we think we're heading in a certain direction, but you never know. You really never know. Yeah. yeah. It's just like how in the 90s and early 2000s, there was a, tra- a, there was a certain trajectory towards liber- liberalization, right? Mm. But then by the middle of that decade, things started. Right. And many people would say that the time we're living in now, in terms of like culture, expression, rights and freedoms, it's like kind of on a down you know on a downturn yeah. right yeah. I mean 3778 is the kind of like linchpin that's holding it all together mm. right but it's also very widespread attitudes about you know queerness difference deviance the family work you know the self the individual yeah. you know protest and the right to be you know um, to take to the streets all of these things are kind of all bound together it's not just about 378 the kind of more fundamental shift that needs to happen in our country is like um, like you know that there's been you know that the, the, re- the recent kind of horrible situation about the, the poor Indian auntie who got like became the target oh, yeah. of a racist attack right and then just you know you go online and you see the comments that are left on on, on, on those stories and you just like really fear for the country you live in right yep. and you know it's 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 you know i'm not naive in thinking that like the the bubble that we live in is a big one mm. you know the bubble of kind of like liberal social justice oriented um beliefs it's, it's not a big bubble right but it's always kind of really despair uh, kind of disappointing and frightening and disgusting to interact with like some of these very inhumane ways of thinking about other people um and that 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 that's that's the thing that gives me pause, right? Even if we repeal three seven seven A, you know what actually these we, beliefs what will is not the, go away. What la. is the society? The bigger work is actually how do we start to heal and this this you know this society of all of its really corrosive attitudes about mm. the individual and and the self, you know, and 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 all of that. It, this that's the hard, very long term work yeah. that needs to happen. And I guess like uh, that's the scary thing. Not. 378, which is mm. horrible in and of itself, but it's a symptom of something much, much more dire. La. Yeah, correct. Mm. Mm. We remain hopeful though. Do we? Uh, we do. We must. We, mu- we That's must. the thing, right? We must we remain must. hopeful because the alternative is just unthinkable and a bit despairing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, thanks dear listeners for your questions. I uh, hope we did answer them to your satisfaction and delectation. Right. Yeah, feel free to write in to us anytime to ask us questions. Maybe yeah. we will answer them along the way in future. Yeah, mm. why not? Yeah, so bringing the first part of today's uh, festivities to a pretty somber close. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday after we... We, after I got back from like a party oh we were at a party together yeah. right so after I got back uh, just as I was stepping out of the grab I received a notification from Airbnb oh who's that <laughs> yeah who's that right who this you know from Airbnb saying this like um, we've noticed you haven't logged in for a while please log in to verify your 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 identity your your, your email to, to or whatever your, to keep your account open yeah keep your account right. active and I looked at it I laughed 
And then I started to cry. <laughs> yeah, because okay, I also had a few drinks in me already, right? I mean, yeah. we were at a party. Yeah. I started to like tear up because it was the most ridiculous thing to see, especially after receiving the announcement yesterday that we are going back to what is effectively a phase two. Right. So this reminder of travel, of what could be, yeah. was just, it just felt like a big, like, stab in the heart it's like a, of possibility it's like, just it's bursting. It's like receiving a letter from, um, it's like you're at war and you receive a letter from home. Yeah. It reminds you of like, where you used to be. Yeah. Right. A little bit, you know, of, mm. of, of this of this past that now seems so distant. Right. But it was literally just a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot of that. And I was reminded of this physics concept of distance and displacement as I was you know walking back morosely to to, 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 to my house out of the grab. So uh, distance and displacement are two physical physical quantities where distance is just concerned with magnitude. So distance is how much ground you cover, for example, how right. many steps you take. Right. Whereas displacement is not just, it's also magnitude, but it also concerns itself with position. And mass, right? No, no, position. Not, position nothing to do with right. mass. So, for example, you could take a walk um, around this neighbourhood, you know, from point A all the way one round to re-arrive again at point A. You would have travelled quite a bit of distance because you would have walked. But you wouldn't have been displaced. But your displacement is zero, zero because right. you you've, you started right back where... No, you ended right back where you started. And that concept hit me very hard yesterday, this idea of distance versus displacement. Because it's been a whole year since... Uh, it's been a whole year since we started this podcast. Right. And we started this podcast because we went into a bit of a lockdown situation. Right. And one year already, and now we're going back into a phase two. So it reminded me a lot about, wow, so much has happened in this whole year, but it feels like I haven't moved an inch. Right. And it, it made me feel very, very sad. And I got a bit depressed at 3 a.m. Yeah, last night. you texted me like a barrage of like voice notes and texts. And I'm just like, girl, I'm too tired to deal with this. <laughs> I got very, very uh, emotionally like, like this is why we have a podcast so we can talk about <laughs> it on the show and not have to bother me at training. Therapy with this, right? Yeah, yeah. It just it was it just hit me no, in a very difficult place. Yeah, like. I agree. It feels like we've not moved anywhere. And like globally, I think the situation feels very much the same. In fact, in, in many chapters of the 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 the, the, the pandemic globally, it feels like things are getting far worse. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's because of like the expectations and stories that we had to tell ourselves to get through it, which is it will get better, that things will improve, that we will be out of this by 2021, that the vaccine will change things. And mm. I think that so much like hope yes. was placed on this um, narrative of recovery on a very hopeful and optimistic timeline that when you know the situation is Taking us, it's taking its its own, is on its own schedule, right? I guess it's it's crushing, lah. Yes. So I get the problem. It actually is in the expectations that we set up for ourselves. Absolutely yeah. right. Hope is a freaking four-letter word, and <laughs> yeah, and we need to be very careful about it. And I I find this very um amplified for me because uh, working in a school, mm. you 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 always try to do the best for for your students who are there right? you always try to be very hopeful about certain things because you have programs all planned out you have so many things all planned out mm. so I, I mean it's not just unique to a teacher everybody who's working also have plans all planned out but I feel it very very acutely and then every time all the plans get cancelled mm. because these things happen it just feels like why am I 
bothering anymore. So mm. this idea of hope, you're right, it's just it's just so tiring to be hopeful sometimes. Yeah, but I do want to push back on your use of like displacement a little bit because there's mm. another use of the term displaced to mm-hmm. talk about the movement of people, right? So yeah. you know, you talk about yourself as like displaced from your home. That means you've been exiled from your home. And actually we've all been displaced. Like, we've been yeah. displaced from the pre-pandemic world. And we're all living in this kind of weird um, you know, to various degrees, um, weird kind of like um, no man's land. Yeah. So I mean, like on a bad day, I wake up and I feel this deep sense that shit, like so much has changed irrevocably. You get the yeah. sense that actually, you know, this thing that we thought we could return to actually is already lost. And that we've all been displaced from that. We are all in a way um, kind of exiles, exiles mm-hmm. right? Wandering around the world in search of a new... A new reality, a new normal, as they like to say, right? I think was I think it was um, Arundhati Roy who said very beautifully that the pandemic is an opportunity for us to cross a threshold or portal into a new way of organizing and doing things. Mm. And you got to ask yourself as you go through this portal, right? How much baggage do you want to carry? Right, right. So I think this is an interesting. Oh, that, I can see that. It's an yeah. interesting thought to keep coming back to, right? What actually, as a society, are we able to? Um, how how lightly can we enter this new mm. realm without the baggage of a previous, way of, a previous way of living, which was pleasurable and comforting because it's what we knew, but that actually was very problematic, right? So yeah. to return to your, you know, the thing that triggered you last night, which is Airbnb, yeah, right. For example, you know, you know, sure, it represents a kind of like, you know, um, the enjoyment of travel mm-hmm. and seeing the world and but Airbnb as it's emerged from this pandemic is actually um, a pretty uh, a, a fucked up company you know it's like that that a lot of like the the way Airbnb intervenes in societies around the world kind of like distorts the real the the, the rental prices and, sure. and stuff like that so you know it, it's I kind mean of, yeah you're so, right so embedded even in our nostalgia for the old the you know the things that we've lost is a sense that actually w- what what would it mean to return to those things right no oh, I, I get where yeah. you're coming from but again within that embedded within that is the idea of hope that we can that we want to mm. do that and I don't know I don't give human nature that much credit no. I, I mean just look at what what was going to happen in the in the past few months like we thought we were all going to get better and people just immediately fell back into what mm. they were going to do because Correct. it was just so comfortable like what you were saying yeah. so I don't give us much credit to think beyond the to, to think beyond this portal. Yeah, and actually the opportunity for the world huh, to kind of learn that, you know, we need to... It know, has passed. No, but yeah, but also <laughs> like the... Everybody was talking at the start of the pandemic, right? You know, <laughs> I guess like happy birthday, f- happy fucking birthday COVID. It's also kind of like a, a almost... One, it's oh, like right, a kind yeah, of, yeah. It, You know, a lot of people are talking about how, you know, um, the pandemic as a global phenomenon is a kind of test run for the way we will deal with matters of global import going forward, most notably the ongoing climate crisis, right? Mm. And, you know, there was a lot of hope. You know, the Arundhati Roy kind of sentiment is like, what can we learn from this, right? But Mm. it feels like we've not learned very much. Because, like, you know, if there's been if, if there's been any kind of template or precedent for radical global communitarian action on this thing, it's definitely not happened because mm-hmm. what, what, what happened when we got the vaccine? We got vaccine, you know, rich countries hoarding yeah. vaccines at the detriment of yeah, poor vaccine countries. Vaccine inequity was terrible. Yeah. I know it sounds like fucking bleak, but there's this um, Instagram account uh, of an Indian national I follow um, and 
there's so much community effort around mm. all of this. Like, they, like they mutual act- aid and stuff yeah, mutual like aid. That, yeah. They actually like they actually ask each other like, oh, what can I do for the, the, my my mom has COVID and these things? Like, what can I do to make her comfortable? Does anybody have oxygen around? Anybody have different painkillers around? So they actually they actually help each other out and send each other things. Mm. So it's really nice to see community the community stepping up and people stepping up to help each other when they know that bigger organisations or the government cannot help them anymore. Mm. So, if there is a glimmer of hope, it is this lie. It's taught me that actually people have a huge capacity for kindness, for love, Mm. for care for your neighbour. It's there. It's there in us. And while the future seems, even the present, the present seems fucking bleak, we can be better because we have been better. We 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 are doing it, right? And there's a lot of potential there, la. Right? Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, la. That's that's the that's the positive note here, la. Yeah. If at all, la. And I guess like as Singapore starts heading back into what is basically a virtual lockdown, you know, where we aren't you know, allowed to be as robust and active yeah. as we have been for 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 the past few, few months. months now, mm-hmm. like you know. So I think it's a kind of nice time to kind of recenter ourselves and take, you know, horrible as it is and punishing as it will be for many people. Mm. Like, it's also an opportunity to just kind of recenter ourselves and, you know, listen and pray mm. and be with whoever we can be, difficult as that can also be. Yeah. And then just like think about how we can be better yeah, and how we can do better for other people and ourselves. Absolutely. Mm. And that is um, today's Pearl of Wisdom from T42 Podcast. Mm. Happy face to heighten alert. Yellow. Ugh. Happy birthday. Oh, it's the T for two men's crowd. Oh, it's an all call performance. Oh, call oh thanks, Lab. So sweet, oh. guys. You shouldn't oh, have. You shouldn't have. Ayo, so sweet. Hey, make sure you drink pee parka after yeah, this. Uh. Very nice of also, you guys. There's a lot of you here. Uh. Are you hey. sure that. Hey, hey. hey like. Hey, like, hey, oh, sorry, I'm oh, not no. socially distanced. Hey, can you please uh, wear your mask? Please, please, everywhere mask, everywhere mask. Ah, okay, please okay. leave mm. the room, thanks. Because uh, the, one of the new guidelines for arts performances in this new... Cannot, um, right? Is, uh, no, if singing cannot because the droplets can project. Exactly, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, cannot lah. Thanks, yeah. But thanks anyway, um, T42 uh, Men's for two, Choir. Uh, the T42 Men's Chorus. <laughs> oh, chorus, yeah, yes. Very tush, very tush. <laughs> and thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in to yeah. this, like, uh, what I think turned out to be a rather somber episode of T42. Getting older is always depressing. Yeah, getting older is always depressing. Yeah. Like the lesson of the past year We didn't mean to Put a downer On like what's Been a pretty down Couple of days Yeah la, But yeah. hey, but I hey. Mean, That's what the, the barometer of the world Is like that But truly we are only ever We are an honest podcast We can only ever put On air what we are feeling right? Yeah And we feel mm. like we shit pre- now We don't pretend one No yeah, We feel have. like shit now So we're just gonna Kind of like Transmute that Yeah la, Give you, you the shit la. Uh, Sorry <laughs> eh and uh, actually, we have to run now uh, because we got to go to uh, oh yeah uh, an arts event. Funnily enough, I mean, glimmer of hope. The arts haven't been completely displaced. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're gonna been decimated. We're gonna attend a show. Um, and just a quick reminder to you, if you're still listening, kudos by the way. Uh, <laughs> the two of us are doing a special podcast series for the Singapore International Festival of the Arts called Nightcap the- at Nine. I uh-huh. think. Yes, it'll be out this Sunday on the CIFA website at and nine p.m. And then subsequently, <laughs> we will load it onto our Spotify. I definitely, think. definitely. Yeah, so keep. A look out for that where we are going to review the show or just like kind of talk generally about CIFA and the show that we're going to see today the shows that we'll be watching yeah. yeah and then like subsequent episodes will be dealing with the rest of the um, the CIFA program the festival hey very interesting that some of these events I got to go and do pre-event testing I haven't been SWAT since I came back to Singapore you know? oh so, mm, so exciting for you yeah <laughs> it's like the most sex I'm going to get <laughs> yeah well I just had to bring it back there, then I got such well a done. fucking broken record 
and this is why nobody wants to have sex with no. me because all I do is talk about it on my podcast. What? Imagine if you're if like you would if like someone with the next person to have sex with me, right? I'd just be like, hey guys, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you will yeah, finally, will like, finally set the record yeah, straight. And then like and then I'll be like, oh god, yeah. it's like make her enough, s- make, enough, her, make her stop. Nobody wants to know. <laughs> all right. Thanks again, dear listeners, for listening to this first anniversary Yay, episode of we are one. 2 we are one happy birthday Kishan happy birthday Joel this has been Joel this is Kishan bye bye